Hello and welcome to episode 127 of the 6-1 IndieCast. My name is Mike Toundro. Tonight, I'm joined by one Matthew Wright. Hello. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hello, Mike. I'm good. How are you? Hey, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Matt, if you were a a wild cat, a big cat, what would you be? (sighs) What do we we got? We got uh, mountain lions. We got cougars. Are cougars mountain lions? Are cougars (laughs) mountain lions? Um, the mountain lion, also known as the cougar, puma, panther, okay. or, or catamount. What the fuck is a catamount? Well, a catamount is a mountain lion. There we go. Huh. Uh, I've never heard of catamount. Yeah, that, that one. one. So just mountain lion. <laughs> yeah. I think um, I think I'd be a bobcat. Mm-hmm. Just cause I not like a like not like a fit bobcat, but like something that like you know i'm i'm a little chunky i'm i'm chilling in the woods the wilderness um vibing i have really big whiskers big fluffy ears mm-hmm. um but if you get to me man if you are trying to like just just like annoy me i'll rip your fucking face off you know yeah. what i'm saying i'll i'll put a claw into the jugular and i'll lick that up like it's a fucking mm. chocolate vanilla twist from carvel you know what i'm saying like a filet fish oh yeah baby <laughs> bobcats bobcats are dope well that's what i'm saying like the mountain lion like when you hear that growl you're like oh no i'm out dude (laughs) i know like you're not really on the the tiktok train um but i'm i'm on big cat tiktok quite a bit Mm -hmm. um if that sentence makes any sense to you uh and like you know usually it's these like zoo accounts just tour around it's like hey it's monday morning it's time to feed everybody and it's like really cute and delightful and you just want to like pet the little fuckers but mm-hmm. man you know if you like try to get close to those guys done yeah done so yep that's uh that's why yeah do not try and pet zoo animals um rest in peace rambe <laughs> rest in peace rambe <laughs> bringing that back uh how long do you think you last in a cage with a bobcat <laughs> or a lynx <laughs> uh most of my time spent in the corner crying openly leaving um (laughs) depends on how uh how long it was since it was last fed (laughs) okay fair probably not long for me i I don't have tools uh (laughs) on me in my my human body to uh to fight a cat (laughs) that's just gonna have upper body strength to just wipe my face off with one swing yeah Nope. I could barely survive against like when Harley gets a hold of me I'm on my arm. Like he, he likes to like grab my arm. Like he, he's playing, but like his claws, he mm-hmm. needs, he needs his claws cut real bad, but he won't let me. He won't let us. Cats can punch. Dude. Like they're Harley does these little bunny kicks. Mm-hmm. You get, you ever get the bunny kicks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I won't stop a cat fight and uh, my cat hit me in the face. And yeah. for a second, I forgot they were a cat. I'm like, oh, you son of a... Oh, no, I can't. No. <laughs> oh, no you're just a fuzzy little guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like the bunny kicks just like they shred my forearms up. It's gnarly. <laughs> uh, but enough about Wildcats. Tonight, we're talking about dream indie uh, film adaptations, indie game film adaptations and TV, all that good stuff. But first, <laughs> you are listening to the 6-1 IndieCast, a weekly video game podcast highlighting the indie gaming scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space. Tune in live every Thursday night right here on youtube.com slash 61 Indie at 8 p.m. Eastern or 
catch episodes as they drop on all major podcast feeds and YouTube first thing Monday morning. If you're hungry for a little more, you can support us over on patreon.com slash 61indie and snag some extra goodies such as clocked out the IndieCast post show. Maybe we'll continue the cat conversation today. Who's to say? <laughs> but if money is tight, no worries. You can still show your support in so many ways. Leave us a review. Follow 61indie on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube and tell your friends all about us. Shout out to the PD fans supporting us on patreon.com slash 61indie. Kobe Cortis, Jessica Sanchez, Nicole Humphrey, and Cole, a.k.a. The Good Sir. Bits of housekeeping for you. Guess what? Same old, same old. Showcase, March 22nd. It's happening. 12 p.m. Uh, 61indie.com slash showcase or youtube.com slash 61indie. If you go to 61indie.com slash showcase, you can hit the little set a reminder button. It'll prompt a little Google Calendar thing. Big tech over here. Big tech here at 61indie. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll be at PAX East. Guess what? Both your boy Mike and Kyle Stevenson will be on multiple panels PAX East weekend. Um, do I know all the times and dates off the top of my head? Not really. But on Friday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern as I pull up the tweet. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> Friday, March 24th, 12 p.m. Eastern. Also streaming on twitch.tv slash PAX2. Myself, Matt Storm, Cam Hawkins, Janet Garcia, Asa Green River, and Jacob Bacourt will be discussing the Nintendo GameCube, the greatest console ever made. Mm. That's 12 p.m. on Friday. I think 7 p.m. on Friday. I don't think it's streaming. Kyle will be a part of Video Game Trivia, also with Jacob and mm -hmm. a conclave of fantastic folks. Uh, and then Saturday, I think at 12.30 p.m. Eastern in the Bobcat Theater. Oh, look at it, the Bobcat Theater. Bobcat. <laughs> That's probably why I had the question on my mind <laughs> subconsciously. <laughs> um, myself, Jesse Vitelli, and Cam Hawkins will be talking about video game music on vinyl and why mm. we love it and why we're obsessed with it and why we are very poor because of it. Yeah. So that's PAX. Uh, two new episodes of Indie 100 featuring myself and Matt are up on patreon.com slash 61indie. We talk about the N series and mm -hmm. Umarangi Generation. Great episodes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I just put up a new episode of The Coop for the month of February. Uh, I play this really cute, uh, uh, like, it's kind of like a, a rhythm game, but it's like the ad, uh, the opening of an anime. I forgot what it's called. Hmm. Toki, Toki, Corky, something like that. Toki <laughs> I Corky. forgot. No, something like that. It's very cute, though. And then I, I, I give some behind-the-scenes stuff about the showcase and some of the pre-production stuff. But enough about that. I want to get straight to the big topic coming from the good sir. Mm. He says, something I've been thinking about recently. With all the AAA adaptations we've seen over the last year or so, and in the future, Halo, The Last of Us, Horizon, Gran Turismo, mm -hmm. which indie darlings would you like to see adapted for the big screen? Pause for a second. I forgot we got a Halo thing. He wrote that. I was like, damn, I forgot there's a Halo movie coming. I can't wait. <laughs> oh. I forgot. I forgot Halo was a thing. Huh. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. I, you know, I, I got so wrapped up in the controversy about the Toyota truck being uh, deep lore. Uh, that I forgot the movie was on its way. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, do you remember the Halo 3 commercial? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Give me that for an hour. Are you kidding me? Or an yeah. hour and a half? Come on. Just stop motion uh, miniatures. That'd be great. 
No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm talking about the. I, I think it was what's his face directed it. Uh, District Nine, dude, directed it. Uh, Neil Blomkamp. Um, yeah, I know he was attached to the film. That that's what became District Nine. All those assets, but the the live action Halo Three ad. It's like the coolest fucking thing on the planet. What's the one that was like? Like they're all climbing. I'm thinking of one like where like somebody set up like a, a huge like table of like vignettes of battles and stuff like that. But like the, the camera had like depth of field and like sweeping and what, which what's I thought that was Halo three too. Well, speaking of Halo, uh, let's talk about indie yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I brought you this question maybe like an hour ago. Mm-hmm. You got anything for me? I got a lot of things. <laughs> give me, give me one. Give me one okay. to start. I'll give you one to start with getting over it. <laughs> as a game okay. show <laughs> well as a game show yeah can i can i tell you what just instantly triggered in my mind when you said getting over it huh. uh this is terrible and I, it's awful because it's a true story and i'm so sorry but essentially 127 hours oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> just yeah that yeah. but getting over it yeah awful i'm so sorry anyways continue game show uh yeah <laughs> uh so like they, they they wouldn't be in like a boiling uh pot or like a, a iron pot with a hammer but uh they would have like some kind of like um wait is stick. that is that the thing like he's in a boiling pot he, he's in like a pot and i know there's I know water in, a in pot. there oh, yeah okay. i thought he was just that was just like bottom protection i don't know but like you you do war. gotta you have to use upper arm strength like the, yeah. the the thing that they give you has like a strong magnet on it or something so that yeah. way you can at least reach around but like there's nets so like you can still fall but like you essentially at this point if you fall you're, you're not getting back up there we're not watching five hours of one contestant trying to get all the way up there sure. you have one shot to get over it in this game show version uh who's hosting it <laughs> i say get the double dare dude Oh shit! <laughs> What's his name? I forgot his name. I, uh, I was oh, I was thinking uh, more of like somebody with like a, a soothing like slower slower voice. Oh, I, like, I like, picture this as like straight up '90s Nickelodeon, right? That or be, just garbage Netflix, just garbage Netflix straight up. If you tried playing Getting Over It, but like it had that chaotic energy, you would probably drop that game in a second. <laughs> Mark Summers. Mark Summers. <laughs> that's that's that man's name. Or uh, did he also do Legends of the Hidden Temple? Now I'm just thinking of like, oh, I, sure. I, for whatever reason, this is like a Nickelodeon game show. Right. Uh, of the Hidden Temple. Host. Let's see. Hell, while we're at it, Spelunky, but Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Fogg. Okay, so two different two different dudes they're the same person let's be real they're, that that is the same man <laughs> i like this as yeah. future executive of netflix um you could share your password with me and uh i'll green light this yeah i, I don't have a netflix account i only have it because it comes with t-mobile right kelly kelsey last night was like so what are we gonna do about netflix because we share it with like my mom mm -hmm. and like her family and stuff like that i was like i don't give a fuck i don't watch netflix yeah um one of the ones I got, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go narrative. 
Okay. Um, I'll go film. Mm-hmm. No spoilers here, I promise. Um, I want an inscription film, but I don't want, I don't think the entirety of inscription mm-hmm. would work as a film. Just the first act, just what you see in the inscription trailers. So the cabin bits. Mm-hmm. So you just get you, you get Leshy, Leshy. We were, mm-hmm. we were talking about that pre-recording. We don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm going to mm-hmm. say Leshy. Uh, and then other characters. Well, I, I'll say the stout. You, you get the uh, stout. I, every stout, time we bring stout. up this goddamn stout, yeah. I say stout. Stout, Leshy, and a couple other characters, but we won't name those because I don't want to get into spoilers. Stout, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Straight up. Am I thinking that because of Rocket Raccoon? Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll also, I'll take Charlie Day as the stoat. Oh also. God! I'll take a Charlie oh Day. <laughs> if we want to get a little chaotic with it, but like the the Bradley Cooper, sure the Rocket Raccoon rac- um, correlation, but give me that like a Star Is Born tone <laughs> in Bradley Cooper's voice, just like this deep guttural country man as this little stoat, a little mysterious. You don't know what he's about. All about you, that. you know who I see for that for that part tom hanks tom hanks (laughs) from what we know of again no spoilers from what we know about the stone i think he's a little too sweet but could be a a good twist it's like oh (laughs) tom hanks is actually a son of a bitch damn yeah sorry (laughs) um now for for leshy 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 check this out this is perfect casting if 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 i do say so myself Give me Tom Waits. As oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tom Waits or, uh, oh my God, what is his name? I am blanking. One second. Okay. Tom Waits or David Lynch. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> as Leshy. Just this decrepit <laughs> motherfucker looming in the shadows usually has a mask on at the end he reveals his face and it's just like this this soft old man but Mm -hmm. the creepiest darkest voice as humanly possible to just creep you out in this like escape room-esque see that's the thing though like david lynch has a nice voice like he's not like imposing or it's unsettling though like david lynch (laughs) is like a very sweet man it seems like Mm -hmm. i mean i never met the guy but like he does have an unsettling tone to him i would say okay yeah but tom waits would fucking kill it i was tom waits is it (laughs) yeah uh the director uh drew goddard give me give me that just make cabin in the woods except inscription (laughs) give me that vibe or actually fetty alvarez yeah give me there you go evil dead remake evil dead remake yep (laughs) but inscription (laughs) So yeah, that's now. the thing. If 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 Charlie Day is the stoat, give me Drew Goddard. <laughs> but so if it's Charlie Day and David Lynch, Drew Goddard. Uh-huh. If it's Bradley Cooper and uh, Tom Waits, Fetty Alvarez. <laughs> now what if um? So like you say, like just the first act. But like, what if the movie, the story didn't stop with the movie? So like, what if like you got a pamphlet when you enter the movie? Oh, like fuck. it has some stuff to like yeah. unravel and cover and stuff like that. And you get an envelope as you leave the movie. God, that'd be sick. That'd be yeah. so sick. <laughs> yeah. Well, like we're bringing back the ancient Mew. 
We're going to bring that trend back. Uh-huh. When's the last time you got a goodie from a movie? Uh, the, um, Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Got the cards. Yeah. And I think before that was the other Pokemon movie, the animated movie, where Pikachu spoke. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit made me cry so much. Oh my god, that got me. That fucking got me. What do you got for me? You got another? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what about? I know you love this game. How about a dark comedy? That's a reverse Jaws movie, but it's Man Eater. Hell yeah, yeah. Where like you have an inner monologue of that shark, and they just keep getting bigger and bigger, and they're just murdering people. I'm down for that. And you can get, uh, wow, I'm terrible with names today. What's the narrator's name? He's yeah, in Chris um, Parnell. Chris Parnell. Yeah, Chris Parnell. Yeah, he'll do it. I mean, hell, just take the lines from the game. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> just license it, it. It writes itself. Honestly, just make that a Shark Week series. I'm down because okay. that's what the game is already. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, so kind of similar to that, you you mentioned Reverse Jaws. Mm-hmm. Carry On. Give me a fucking Carry On movie. Give me a like a, yeah. a John Carpenter-ass Carry On movie. Carry On, whatever. Yeah. Like essentially the thing. But but yeah. you're following the antagonist. Yeah, I would love that. Like, I feel like, is there, I can't think of a horror film where we are following the antagonist. We're always hmm. following the final girl, the heroine, the hero. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we never actually get the perspective of the bad guy. There's got to be one, right? I mean, there I, has I to know, be. I know we've we've had to have seen one. Sure, but I can't for the life of me think of it. Oh, American Psycho. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just one of my favorite films of all time. Just right? like yeah. coming, coming out of a fucking. <laughs> yeah, American Psycho. This son of a bitch with his beautiful card. I watch that movie at least every six months. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, that is mm-hmm. one of the perfect films. But yeah, John Carpenter's carrying. Fuck yeah. Yeah, come on. See all this fucking talk he's doing about a Dead Space film. Mm-hmm. But he's not involved with it. He right. apparently it's in the works, but like, and it's something he would love to do, but nobody asked him to do it. Mm-hmm. Give John Dead Space. Yeah, that'd be interesting because he's well, he did Ghost of Mars. But like he, he's never really done like a, a, a other than that movie, a deep sci-fi like he's done sci-fi on Earth and like stuff like that. But uh, that would be really interesting to see John Carpenter's Dead Space. Uh, Mike Clancy in chat. Hello. Uh, Rise of Leslie Vernon. Also another one where you're following that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because I something I learned recently, uh, John Carpenter, big gamer, like he's mm-hmm. he's like actually yep. like very active in the community and whatnot which is really yeah. fucking cool i know like I, I that would be a dream just to sit on the couch like i i don't uh personally smoke weed but it sounds like john does it sounds like, like john be, does <laughs> j- just be in a room with john uh token up playing video games talking video games or that that's that's like a, a charity weekend you could sell tickets to like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um in our Discord, Jarvis Sensitive, Jarvis Sensitive uh, brought up the brilliant idea of a Hades anime. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I replied to them. And I said, imagine Hades in the style of Arcane. 
Mm-hmm. Granted, I haven't watched Arcane, but like from what I've seen, beautiful. Apparently, it's very well written, all that good stuff. But like, imagine rather... that kind of production backing to a Hades story and that kind of aesthetic, that art style. That's something I wouldn't. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I would rather see more of that gorgeous uh, hand-drawn animation that's in I agree. Hades. I agree. Yeah. Um, and then something I thought of as I was making this very awful uh, thumbnail for, for the YouTube uh, <laughs> video. Um, I would love, like, I, I don't need a retelling of the Hades story. Mm-hmm. I would love a backstory or a side story following Meg. Yeah. Now, if we're not going to use the voices of the game, uh, put make Zazzy Beats voice Meg. I fucking love Zazzy Beats. Mm-hmm. One of the people I would leave my wife for. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, just to be clear. Um, no, I fucking love Zazzy Beats. I think she's so talented. I just finished uh, Atlanta the other day. And I'm like, currently I, I just, watching it. Oh, it's so good. Dude, I, yes, w- it when you finish it we have to have a conversation yeah um but yeah no she's just so fucking talented and just has like such a vibe to her and she has such like, a unique voice and i think she would do that character a lot of justice i would love mm-hmm. to see her take on that even if it's just a voice because yeah i wouldn't want this to be a live action thing right yeah yeah that'd be right now what what that story looks like what a meg origin story is don't know i'm not that smart not that smart not that creative we're not figuring it out that. Yeah. Not paid to do that. <laughs> We're just paid to sit here and do and do nothing. <laughs> We're not paid at all, actually. Uh, what do you got for me? You got another? Uh yeah. So one of uh there was a side story TV s- series based around Umarangi generation. Oh Matt, come on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like Can what I- if you were following not one character, but like just different people per episode? at different stages of what's going on during the game. Like a kind of like an anthology mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. where you're just following the youth, taking photos, tagging shit up, experiencing this wild thing that we don't want to spoil. Cause you show everybody mm-hmm. should go play Umarangi generation for the love of God. There's a reason it's on the latest Indie 100. Um, I think that sounds super sick. And I think you also take advantage of everybody's, uh, I I for photography, like I think you shoot things through like really weird lenses, like get yeah. really fucking experimental, really art house with it. This is a this is a twenty four project. This sounds like shoot this thing like Euphoria, right? <laughs> just give us the Euphoria budget and production crew, uh, and just borrow all the those lenses from Zeiss and go to every thrift store and just get like some of the most fucked up things on the planet. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Now, I would. would it be live action or anime? live action yeah okay yeah i would love uh, i'm trying to think of like set design for something like that because obviously it's like such like a specific kind of thing well it's like guess, that's the uh, beauty in it too because like there's so yeah. much we didn't see like there's uh you know there's collapsed buildings you could have even just mundane settings as like inside somebody's home whatever that might look like it yeah it, you don't need like the sprawling set cases but like even with those like uh not to spoil anything but like a train car um, yeah. still feasible I could see just like thinking of directors and like other films like if this game sort of has the production design let's say somebody wants to make a film inspired by this but didn't have the budget like give it to mm-hmm. an indie director or whatever 
inspired by Blade Runner 2049, like that kind mm-hmm. of vibe, but obviously more modern, a little, well, more twisted modern, I'll say. Uber, is Umarengi supposed to be present, like an altered present? I forgot. Or it's future. It's like near future, uh, just because like some of the it's stuff you do see, um, but like a lot yeah. of it's still very realistically <clears throat> modern in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tech evolves, but life doesn't change. Yeah. Um, my other pitch for that. Have you ever seen Minding the Gap? It's a documentary about no. a group of skateboarding friends. It's really fucking sad. It's fucking wonderful. But yeah, I've I will love. It. I've never. I will love it, though. I will love that kind of idea of like a group of like making it like a, a fake documentary or whatever, like a mockumentary, mm-hmm. um, of a group of photographers shooting it like a documentary, just following a group of photographer friends and like this story is happening around them. I think that'd be really fucking cool. Yeah, it definitely just has in that style too. Mining of the Gap's really good. You should watch it. Highly recommend it. Yep. It's been, it's been on a list forever. <laughs> Cry your fucking eyes out. Uh, I'm trying to think of others. Do you have another while I'm brainstorming? My my only one was I got so hopped up on fucking Tom Waits as Leslie Shee <laughs> that, I, that I didn't think of anything else. Uh, something that would work is like a, a cartoon show. Oh, I got one also. Uh, Go ahead. Did you ever play Monaco? No. Uh, Monaco, um, I believe the subtitle is The World is Mine. Uh, it was an XBLA title. It's also on computer, and I believe Monaco 2 is in the works. Um, it's a four-player co-op um, thief simulator. Um, very bright colors, f- fantastic score. Uh, like, you really hear, like, the piano and the the hecticness when, like, something goes down. But, like, you have different characters that have different abilities, so, like, one person can just smash through any wall. Um, but it would work perfectly just as a cartoon of this rag uh, tag group of people every week. They're busting into something new. Uh, be great as like a kid's comedy. Yeah. I, I said sorry to the YouTube people because I fucked up OBS for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, yeah, I never heard of Monica. I, I should look <sighs> it up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's oh. it's a really fun co-op game okay interesting uh the last one i did have um and it, it almost made the thumbnail but uh i did not want to attempt this photoshop with my mm-hmm. non-existent photoshop skills <laughs> or illustrator skills mike clancy brick is a great one before i even get to mine a tiny kin kids cartoon yeah yep do i see that as like a fox kids style like kids cartoon like a bobby's world or some shit like that oh god <laughs> <laughs> Every time it's rare that I bring up Bobby's world, but every time I do bring up Bobby's world, you have the same reaction. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I'm reminding you of Vietnam. It's a childhood fever dream is what Bobby's world is. It's a very specific point in time. Uh Fantastic shout though. Um, Mine was, could also be kind of a kid's cartoon. Maybe adult-ish adolescent cartoon whatever mm-hmm. donut county mm-hmm. <laughs> bk the raccoon danny devito voicing yes yep mm-hmm. yep i'm there <laughs> <laughs> kelsey and i have been on a big always sunny rewatch uh-huh. danny devito is a raccoon yep and i mean that in the most <laughs> loving way possible <laughs> I just need his growly fucking voice talking about trash 
all the time <laughs> i just sucking things up in a hole <laughs> give me that goddamn cartoon yeah i'd watch that <laughs> give me that james gunn cartoon you know what i'm saying uh-huh. <laughs> hell yeah you got one more for me and then we'll transition yeah uh one last one um just because i think it was a really fun overlooked title i believe it's on a humble bundle uh that just went up recently uh marlo briggs in the mask of death um mm. there's a lot of uh pulp action adventure vibes uh from this story but um you know getting another african-american uh character out there in the forefront um i had a lot of fun with the game i was hoping it would get a sequel but yeah it's been quiet ever since um but it would easily translate into a movie series nice uh you just remind me one final one i haven't played the game yet but i kind of know the gist of the game um case of the golden idol uh by ryan mm-hmm. johnson oh shit just like a, a nice detective <laughs> story kind of thing like yeah okay i have no context for what the game like actually right. is I, I know like a little bit of it i know like it's something we should play because it's it was like heavily mm-hmm. regarded late last year um but yeah that's my final one uh if you guys have any indie game film or television adaptations drop them in the comments let us know in the discord let us know on twitter we'd love to hear from you do you want to see danny devito as a raccoon i do <laughs> let me know patreon.com slash 61 indie helps keep this pigeon flying becoming a 61 indie patron means you'll be keeping the mics hot each and every week for the 61 indie cast expanding our indie game coverage and funding massive projects such as the mini indie showcase. Not only will you be supporting a small independently operated company, but you get some bang for your buck as well. The Coop is a monthly vlog where I'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on with 61 Indie and answer all of your questions, all while playing a super rad game I find on itch.io. Clocked Out is our exclusive IndieCast post-show that tends to go a bit off the rails at times. And last but not least, Indie 100, an exclusive podcast where we are ranking the 100 greatest indie games of all time. So if you dig what we're doing, you want a little bit more content, and you want to support our vision moving forward, consider becoming a patron over on patreon.com slash 61indie. And Johnson writes in and asks, what was the first indie game you remember playing? What has been the most personally impactful indie game you've played? Two big ass questions, which admittedly I probably should have saved for a big topic next week, but fuck it. Yeah, it's Matt and Mike. It's the Eminem boys. Uh-huh. You got uh, something for me? F- first indie game. Yeah, let's start um, with that. First indie game you remember playing. Remember playing it, you know, we, we, we would count Flash games as indie games, right? I would count that. I, I'll yeah. allow it. Um, so, you know, dating all the way back then, um, you know, N was one of the first uh flash games that i remember playing at least um but there was also you know you remember those uh flash games that was kind of like trials before trials ever came out oh yeah yeah um i don't remember what those were called but like there was a few of those um i also remember there's like a stick life rpg or something (laughs) like like that um i would count those like as like a, a main release indie title probably snake ball on playstation 3 <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is snake ball that's exactly what it sounds like it's all snake right. uh with a ball competitive <laughs> multiplayer with a ball oh, shit all right <laughs> fuck yeah i love it 
Mm-hmm. Um, you just reminded me tonight would have been a great night for our flash game episode that we've been wanting to do forever. Yeah. One day. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. If we're talking flash games, man, like. I remember, and this is going to speak to the Yonkers in me, the fucking uh-huh. little shitty Yonkers kid growing up here on Central Ave. <laughs> um, I remember me and my friends going hard on the Newgrounds uh, drag racing game where oh, you get shit. to customize you yeah. customize your car, your skirts, <laughs> the, the lights underneath, and you just like press space bar and it just goes off screen. Mm-hmm. But like the amount of hours hours that i poured into that stupid ass game (laughs) um that's an early highlight uh this is a weird one but the there was a browser-based mini golf game um it was licensed by like lifesavers oh shit yeah yeah dude that game is so good i wish there was like an archive of it somewhere yeah you could play against people so good i I, honestly like i don't think there's been a mini golf game that has topped that (laughs) like (laughs) legit i forgot what it was called though i don't know yeah see if you can find it lifesavers mini golf um and then of course there was like a a, again we'll talk about these on an eventual like flash game episode but like there's just the breadth of addictinggames.com games like there were uh there was a 1v1 tank battle game where you like you're like one tank is on like one side of the screen the other's on the other side you're just trying to shoot each other i just used to play that by myself i controlled both tanks just to see like if i could just hit the tanks um really dope stick uh like a stick figure tower defense game i used to love on addicting games i put hours and hours and hours into that um yeah i think those are the 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 big ones in terms of like like flash but official like console release or or pc release something like that um definitely xbox 360 probably i feel like it had to be meat boy Mm. I think Super Meat Boy. Yeah, I, I think it had to be Super Meat Boy. I remember like, well, this this will we'll save this for the next question. But yeah, it must have been like Meat Boy or um, Explosion Man. I know I remember I was in mm-hmm. Explosion Man whenever that XBLA year was. Yeah, but yeah, man, XBLA. I know we did an episode on XBLA already, but. Uh, like candy time. stand miniature golf candy stand miniature golf it's it's not live anymore right we can't play that i have a link uh we would just have to figure out if we can what browser could run that plugin mm-hmm. but we can save that for later <laughs> save it for later oh my god like, dude fucking like <laughs> endless streams just playing can we just really? become can- candy stand streamers I- I used to play the Micromedia uh, Shockwave version of Monopoly with uh, friends oh, yeah. on, <laughs> online. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. Free we games. Just become Flash game streamers. Yeah, <laughs> great. Um, most impactful indie, uh, or the what was the what was the actual phrasing? The first game that was like impactful. Yeah. Uh, oh no! What has been the most personally impactful indie game you've ever played? <sighs> I would I'll say the first impactful game mm-hmm. for me, indie wise, Journey fucked me yeah. up. Journey yeah. really fucked me up. Yeah. I remember I I didn't play Journey until it hit PS4. Is that right? 
Was you didn't play it on, on PS3? PS3? I don't know. I don't remember. I feel like I waited until PS4 for some reason. Hmm. Nah, that can't be right. I don't know. Whenever I did play it, though, I remember um, I there a, a girl I was talking to at the time. Uh, she she lived upstate, so like hours away. She was driving down to my place to stay with me for like the week or weekend. We were like go to a show and like hang out, whatever. And I played through Journey like as she was driving down, and like she was pulling up on my street as the credits were rolling, and I was just fucking sobbing so hard, <laughs> so hard. And then all of a sudden, she like called me. She's like, "Hey, I'm outside." And I like did my like I ran to the bathroom. I washed my face off mm-hmm. and like whatever. Um, but it was it was so funny. It was just like the worst timing because I, I at that time I never suspected a game to really do that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think a game has done that to me because I think that predates. That definitely predates Walking Dead and mm-hmm. like Last of Us and stuff. I think Journey might have been in the same year as Walking same year. Dead. Okay, yeah. Walking Dead is another example. I know that's like a weird, like big license kind of thing, but mm-hmm. Telltale at the time was a smaller studio. Walking right. Dead, obviously, season one like fucked me up as well. Really impactful. Those are early ones for me. How about you? Mm-hmm. Any early ones you can think of? Uh, early, yeah, actually, that game company's uh, earlier title, uh, Flower. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people not digging it because it was a motion control game. I think it's the only reason. But yeah, it worked. Uh, it wasn't like trying to play a lair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you played their new game? No. Yeah, me neither. Like the, the live um, service game. Yeah. To me, it, it felt like kind of like a retread of a uh, journey. Yeah. It's like I, I was waiting for their. Their next game, not. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps Sky. That's what it's yeah. called. Sky. That had a concert after the game awards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh but um uh, flower short yeah. game, strong message. Uh later that last level can get irritating, especially if you're trying to get through not getting hurt. Mm. Uh but the message still rings true today. Uh but yeah, journey. Journey was one of those where when it came out at the time, you didn't know what exactly was going on. And then you get to the end and there's that reveal. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like that was a, oh, this is what life means. <laughs> kind of <laughs> moment for me. <laughs> Fucking game schooled me so hard more than any education mm-hmm. experiences in my life. <laughs> educational experiences in my life clearly i need education experiences since i don't know proper grammar um (laughs) in terms of like of like impactful ever celeste really fucked me up yeah i keep using the term fucked me up (laughs) but that's (laughs) that's how that's how i translate emotion uh celeste got to me real hard um i mean specifically the feather scene Mm -hmm. in celeste was a big moment for me and and Mm -hmm. truly helped how i still continue to deal with anxiety today um i think celeste is a prime example of why folks should be open with their anxieties any mental health issues um and one of the few narratives in a game um i mean narratives but all even like mechanically which is wild that really teaches you how uh you could cope with your own struggles and and again that it's okay to not be okay as cliche as mm-hmm. that saying is um but yeah celeste is a really beautiful experience that like it 
I will never forget playing my first playthrough of Celeste. It's so special. Um, happy five year, five year anniversary, by the way. Um, I know we said that last week. Um, man, I can't believe it's been five years. Yeah. But yeah, is, Celeste is remarkable and just the message behind it. And um, even just the the, the character work, the narr- like, like I said, the narrative, the dialogue is incredible. Again, that moment in the lift with the feather between Celeste and um, not Celeste, why, uh, Madeline and um, oh, I forgot the, the hiker's name, the other guy's name, Theo. Theo sounds right. I think so that that scene in the lift between Madeline and Theo mm-hmm. and just the breathing moment is just like, I think honestly, not even like outside of Indies, just in gaming in general, the most impactful quote unquote cutscene slash mechanic that we will ever see in games to be in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. It's really hard uh, to think what the most impactful is for me. Um, there's so, one I can't use because it's technically a double A and also owned by Microsoft these days. What? Um, uh, Psychonauts too. Um, oh, sure, yeah. But when you jump around so many different games and lose track of how many times you cried, <laughs> I mean, we talked about it a little earlier. I, I think Inscription really like Mm -hmm. it impacted me in a different way like inscription like no spoilers again but like inscription fucking goes places and goes beyond the game (laughs) i'll just keep it to that (laughs) and like that really stuck with me it gets i still think about that narrative like almost on a daily basis just because it blew me away um but yeah i mean there's just so much that like it's hard oh i mean granted he is not the greatest human being that we found out, but Gone Home really got to me when I yeah. when I initially played it, especially when no, it's really a good. when you when you're playing it like a, a horror game, horror game, mm-hmm. uh, and b the the ending, like the lead up to the ending. I've never felt that sort of panic in my heart, like legit. Like I started feeling like panic that I thought I was going to see one thing, but end up being mm-hmm. actually being like something really beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never felt that so much. Oh my god! Like I that fucking question mark. <laughs> yeah i don't want to spoil anything because it's again yeah. it's impactful if you haven't played it man oh my god wild but yeah it's a good question it's a great fucking question but yeah there, there's so much out there that like it's it's hard to like <laughs> on on the cuff it's hard right but yeah the the big ones for me like journey and celeste those were, will always mm-hmm. stick with me no matter what um oh my god teenage blob also during during the pandemic i mean teenage blob is a is a very goofy game but it is the most authentic representation of uh live music and the experience of live music Mm -hmm. i've been pretty open about like how i truly rely on live music for my own mental well-being if i can't experience music live i my mental health fucking declines real bad um i was in i mean just like everybody else obviously but like i was in such rough shape during lockdown when like live music was not a thing and uh, i you know i was severely i was in a really fucking dark place and teenage blob just ripped me out of it and like literally like no joke no hyperbole saved my fucking life um so if you have any passion about music and live music and and you know a thing or two about like the struggles of like trying to like get enough cash to get a really sick look going or snag some tickets for a really cool show. 
play Teenage Blob from Team Laserbeam. Can't believe I almost um, forgot that. Yeah, really quick, I will say um, I haven't finished the game, um, but Forgotten Fields, uh, it was also another game. Oh, yeah. I tested out during Ludo Naricon. I did buy it. I haven't gone back and finished it, but um, main theme of uh, Writer's Block. And yeah. <laughs> we, we can all <laughs> relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Nicholas Johnson, who asked this question, is, is in chat. Uh, we had we had a same similar feeling over here. Uh, my partner paid to watch Weezer play live during the pandemic to help our mental health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick, you should play Teenage Blob. It's so good. Uh, and I think it's like like five bucks, if that. Uh, real quick, Kelsey asks, you've been sucked into an indie game and must live out your days in this game. What game do you want to be? What game do you want it to be? <sighs> Something chill. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a world I can survive in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know, just like a chill walking sim. What? what is, what's a chill walking sim where like there's not like a dire trying to kill life me, ending yeah. kind of thing? <laughs> um night in the woods there, there's like a thing with night in the woods but at least like it's just yeah. like day in the life kind of thing yeah yeah all right I teenage like blob yeah. <laughs> just go to a show at the, like wake up go to a show uh coffee um, talk yeah coffee talk yeah well coffee talk does some stuff also but like the the Sure, like the main yeah. conceit of talking, cock, right? Talking cock, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> sure, the main thing of coffee talk, us outside of the ending, right? And like some of the, the weird stuff. Yes, co- uh, coffee talk was great. Yeah, just chill. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, also, film adaptation or series, Night in the Woods. Uh, main character is Charlie Day. There you go. There's your Charlie Day. <laughs> Take that. All right, Matt. That was a great right. episode. Yeah. Let's real quick hit what's happening this week in indie for the week of February 6th through the 10th. Uh, the <laughs> biggest thing is Steam Next Fest begins on February 6th. If you're listening to this on podcast services or the VOD on YouTube, that means Steam Next Fest is <coughs> happening right now. God bless you. No, that was a cough. Okay. I have like a tickle in the back of my throat and I'm trying to. <laughs> well, don't do it while I'm talking. <laughs> uh, that's a joke, obviously. Please. Oh, my God. Matt's actually dying. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Steam Next Fest happening right now through February 13th. Um, before we start recording, I know like Planet of Lana has a demo out right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. just go to the Steam Next Fest, Next Fest page browse the expansive lists um download a bunch of demos if you like the demos wishlist the games i promise you as a pr person it helps so much you you can't even imagine so february 6th through 13th play a bunch of demos wishlist a bunch of games that'll be our episode uh the next episode episode 128 we're gonna go over um Mm -hmm. some of the cool stuff that we played during next fest I can't wait to play this on the Steam Deck. What up? Oh my god. Next Fest is just <laughs> different now. It's totally different now. It's great. Uh, not any of this bullshit of like, I, I've been sitting on my computer all day. I don't want to sit on my computer more. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Couch deck done. Um, because of Steam Next Fest and because of a certain uh, 
transphobic wizard game. Uh, <laughs> mm. Release week is a little light. I think everybody's just trying to stay away from Nexus. Everybody's trying to stay away from Hogwarts. Uh, but on Monday, the 6th, Dicey Dungeons coming to PlayStation consoles. It was never on PlayStation. Huh. Yeah. Go play that game. Um, In this fast-paced deck-building roguelike from Terry Cavanaugh, Super Hexagon, mm-hmm. VVVVV, Chipsel, uh, you'll fight monsters, find better loot, level up your heroes, and maybe even take down the goddess of fortune, Lady Luck herself. Balance your carefully planned strategies against the unknown of a dice roll. <laughs> it almost, uh, you almost made it sound like uh, Terry Cavanaugh was responsible for Chipsel. <laughs> i know that, that was weird well oh, sorry i i missed a name also marlo dob uh but i i tripped up my words a little bit i was like i'm gonna fuck up that name so i'm gonna come back to it <laughs> um yeah i surprisingly enough i haven't played much of dicey dungeons i need to play through it it's a lot of fun and it's a yeah. low barrier entry roguelike yeah I saw when I was getting the the description of the game, it does have at this point it has like free DLC and stuff. So like, Mm -hmm. yeah, go check it out. Uh, Also on the sixth spike air volleyball hits PC early access. All right. I don't have a description for you because a Mm -hmm. uh, the the steam page kind of bad. But B, uh, I think you could imagine what this game is. It feels like a pixel art version of an EA volleyball game. Or that's what it looks like. Like it doesn't look like an arcadey volleyball game. Like it has like oh gotcha, three D <laughs> rendered backgrounds and like environments and stuff. But like mm-hmm. the the players are like pixel art. Hmm. It looks interesting. It looks cool. I don't know. Apparently, it, it is single player and like competitive. Whatever you control one team, other player controls the other team. Oh, if you're into volleyball, check it out. Yeah. Uh, and on Thursday, the ninth, Hyper Shapes. Uh, it comes to Xbox on Thursday. It hit everywhere else uh, in late January. Hyper Shapes is a frenetic mi- minimalist Bob Bob Jesus Bob. Christ. Hyper Shapes is a frenetic minimalist boss rush where understanding the enemy attack patterns and weakness is key. Immerse yourself in a unique experience with a 2D minimalistic art style. Each room is a surprise and each boss a different challenge with your unique mechanics. Use your Powerball to defeat them and beware of their attacks you won't have a break it looks like what's the powerball at i don't know what, what is the powerball at let's see <laughs> powerball <laughs> uh <laughs> 700 million shit <laughs> it's a strong attack you just give me like 7k you know what i'm saying right <laughs> um yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, it, it looks like Thomas is away. Thomas is alone, not Thomas alone. is away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like Thomas is away. Thomas is alone. <laughs> Jesus. Thomas was alone. God, Thomas was alone. Yes, I know. And now he's away. He's away. <laughs> um, that kind of art with uh, like kind of. Yeah, it's uh, uh, like bullet hell avoiding things mm. on the screen that kind of thing it looks fun i think it's nice. only five bucks jump in mm-hmm. it's uh i made a note here it's published by jandu soft they've been on kind of a roll lately they recently put out astro Knight, which is looks like a really cool um black and white uh metrovania where he plays a little astronaut mm. boy 
it's been on my list for late last year but it just it came out at that that yeah. crazy busy week with like little gator game and stuff um they also have rebel transmute on the way which looks like a really dope metrovania so yeah just wanted to shout them out they they've been on a on a kick lately uh that's that's all i got just uh yeah because of steam next fest and when guardian leviosa is over here uh mm. light week for indies uh i did make a note granted don't want to get ahead of myself valentine's day yeah fucking banger of a day oh my goodness mm. gracious valentine's day we get a dread x published game called mm. red tape i need you to look at red tape because red tape looks dope as fuck we get blanc which is that little cute fox i think it's like a fox and a deer game uh-huh. that we, we've seen in indie showcases or indie world showcases looks heartbreaking <laughs> and <then> matt <laughs> looking at red tape yeah looks great i can't wait yeah uh what matt is laughing at i'm sure uh, is a uh, a cardboard cutout of a fly man <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll talk about it don't worry i'm gonna buy that shit day one uh mm-hmm. but also matt on valentine's day do you know the biggest game of the year comes out on Valentine's Day? The most anticipated uh, game for Six One Indie comes out on Valentine's Day. Hollow Knight got a release date. It did not. Ten dates releases on Valentine's uh, Day. Mm, oh boy! Cannot wait ten, for ten dates. Ten dates. Uh, depending on what my wife wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You may see Kyle and I stream ten dates on mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. We'll see. So that's not going too well if, you know, they went from five dates and now they're dating twice as many people. Whole different story. Or, no, or, or, new, new, new protagonist, new, new, new dates. Pro- okay. Yeah. Maybe Callum will show up. Our boy Callum. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Play five dates. Five dates. Fantastic. Oh, my God. The best MVP game. They, some, some would say. <laughs> Matt, thank you for joining me tonight for another wonderful episode of the Six One Indicast. Yeah. Listeners, viewers, thank you for hanging out with us tonight on another wonderful episode of the Six Line Indie Cast. <laughs> we are going to go record Clocked Out the Post Show. So if you're listening on Patreon.com slash Six Indie, just keep on listening. If not, go check out that dear old website. Cost us a little buckarino or two. Uh, if not, it's okay. Rate the podcast on these podcast services. Give us a glowing five stars. Write a little diddle daddle. Uh, you know, even if you just want to write the word diddle daddle and give us five stars, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Diddle cool daddle. Uh, but yeah, 61indie.com, 61indie on Twitter. It's showcase season, baby. Big ramp up. More news soon. Can't wait to show you what we got. Good night. We love you. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs>